0: Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, Humboldt Series, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment series. And now here's your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez.
1: Welcome. And thank you so much for taking time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is for each and every one of us to get one step closer to the highest version of our aligned self. Each and every day, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Today, our guest is Sky Nelson Isaacs. He is a theoretical physicist, speaker, musician, and author of Living in the Flow. Hi there, Sky. How are you?
2: Hi, Dr. Pepper. It's great to meet you and see you, and glad to converse here. I think we met on Clubhouse some months ago, and it's been uh, lovely to, to learn about what you do. I'm glad oh, to be here and, and serve the, the purpose of alignment.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you. Well, I'm excited to ask you questions and have you here. You're right. We did connect several months ago, and I just remember being blown away by the conversation that um, I was listening to that you were in, and I thought, oh, he is perfect to ask some questions about alignment, because it sounds like that is what you are have been doing and that's your life purpose so tell those listeners and our audience maybe people who don't know who you are tell them what you do
2: well i've had a background that's a little mixed between both the spiritual path where my parents followed a man named sri swami satrananda who taught integral yoga to the west he's a man originally from india in the tradition of um yoga tradition. There's, there's better words that are not coming to me, but ancient tradition of, of knowledge. So I learned from an early age from that really beautiful teaching. And at the same time, uh, my dad was a scientist. He liked science. He was a ge- He's into geology. He was a home builder himself, but he got me thinking about things in scientific ways. And I studied physics in college and went on to get a master's more recently in physics. And early on was Uh, In college, I started asking certain questions around wholeness. I didn't have the word for it then, but I built a hologram in college as part of my studies. And a hologram is a two-dimensional piece of film, like a photograph. But when you shine light through it, it's it's sort of transparent. And the light that comes through it turns into an image that's three-dimensional. So it's this way of representing 3D reality on a 2D surface. And what's fascinating about that is, aside from the sort of interesting look and feel it looks like star wars technology it's also there's a deep relationship between the parts the different parts of the hologram all combined together to give you the whole image and so there's a way in which uh, we also as people reflect the same kind of wholeness that there's these different parts of us each part of us reflects a bigger whole each part of ourselves each part of our each each part of our behavior on a given day reflects an underlying self so we can look at we want to understand you know ourselves better we can look at our relationship with our spouse we can look at our relationship with our parents we can look at our relationship with our job We look at our relationship with um, cleaning the house <laughs> and this is just in alignment with yoga tradition you know everything of, every aspect of life is a reflection of the underlying truth of who you are as a whole so this connection to the hologram uh, was intriguing to me early on and then i spent the last 20 years developing some of the tools to to build a, to develop that theory more carefully. And I think that there's not a whole lot of literature really exploring the sense of wholeness, but it's actually quite present in physics in ways that are not really that controversial. So it's pretty inter- interesting to me to begin to connect these paths in a way that I hope my background as both a physicist and someone who's studied spiritual traditions can bring some kind of connection between these two that's that's really uh, able to be digested in the mainstream culture. That's my mission.
1: I love this. You're fascinating already. I'm so excited about today. (laughs) So tell us what that combination is because in my reality, I absolutely believe quantum physics, spirituality, there's the science and spirit meet together. It's just the explanation is there. I'm fascinated by that. So tell me how that you are you know you, you have the education here now tell me how that works for you and what you see the similarities are or how those paths just look the same for you
2: well there's a really you know as a physicist to me it's always interesting to look at what are the real unanswered questions and this is where big breakthroughs come from as you look at you the theory of physics that we have today has holes in it every theory has holes in it there's areas where we sort of think we understand things we come up with a, a sort of a a patch to cover up that concept pretty well, but later on we realized it doesn't quite explain things. And one of those big ones is the the concept of time. And time in physics is not very well understood, even though it's one of the most foundational pieces there are, you know, a a materialist physicist would say that physics is really the combination of studying space, time, energy, and matter. Those are the four things that exist. Um, You might also say information is a new idea that we're studying that adds on to that. But nevertheless, time is a fundamental part of physics, and we don't understand it that well. So, what I studied and, and published in a recent paper last year in a paper called Space-Time Paths as a Whole in the journal Quantum Reports is that l- looking it, it's not actually new stuff wholly, but it's looking and saying this concept of a hologram where you have these different parts of the the, the spatial piece of film, it's like two dimensional flat piece of film, those two, those parts together give you a whole image of of say an an apple tree. Let's say you take a hologram of an apple tree, you shine the laser through it and you see the apple tree through the hologram. Now, if you break up that hologram into pieces, cut it into quarters, let's say each quarter of the hologram, you shine the laser through it, you'll see the whole apple tree because every part contains the whole, but you'll see an apple tree that's blurrier. So you'll lose some resolution. So you lose some information. But you don't lose a part of the tree you lose a part of the whole you know, part of the clarity and i ask the same question about time and say what happens if you look because time and space in physics are really similar you're supposed to look at them the same and that's what the theory of relativity is all about so this is kind of the patchwork that i i and others have been trying to do to try and understand time better and you know the, the end result is that instead of looking at time as like a sand dropping through an hourglass, you know, we think of ourselves as I'm here right now on in February at two o'clock in the afternoon, like that's, this is the what time it is right now. That's like the drops of sand through an hourglass. There's one at a time. So we think of time as like this point, this like indescribably momentary thing, but actually the way that I would look at it is as a line and a line is more like a film strip, right? You have like a film strip is this extended timeline of pictures that change and the way they change is to evolve some kind of story some kind of narrative that is the movie that you're watching so if you begin to look at time as this film strip then you introduce these new things like a film strip has a beginning a middle and an end and a film strip has a plot and the end part of the film is actually influential on the middle right there's this what we Plato called final cause that The outcome of the story is actually um, central to affecting like what happens in the story to get there. So to explain that a little bit differently, we are right now in the present moment. But if we're on a film strip going to the future, then we're part of a narrative that's broader than just this present moment, that the future that we're intending to experience is actually part of that story. And so although we're experiencing it right now, we might experience a synchronicity like a meeting someone at the grocery store, or let's say the synchronicity is um, I run into a traffic jam and that traffic jam makes me take a different route. And so I go, I I can't get to the grocery store I wanted to go to, I go to a different one. I don't know why that's happening and it feels frustrating, but the future outcome that it leads to is that the other grocery store I go to, I bump into an old friend. And so there's this way in which if you look at time as this line, as part of a bigger whole, that you can see how synchronicities happen in the present, which don't make sense until later, but there's this connection across time that you're actually witness to.
1: I love that you explain it that way because it's helping me put things together in a way that I can explain it to others because I tend to not get, in my personal life, I tend to not get too upset about anything. You know, if I'm going to be late, or if I'm sitting in traffic, or um, if something happens where I have to miss a speaking event or something like that, I try not to get too worried about it because I know that it is in divine time and things are supposed to happen. So I go on that that most spiritual journey with it. Um, but that's exactly what you're saying. Like time is on a film strip where there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. I'm the middle and maybe that's just not quite, in my terms, in alignment with my future outcome. So I appreciate you for saying that. I'm trying to verbalize it in a way uh, to let you know that I understand that in my own way. So I appreciate that. I hope (laughs) the listeners uh, get what I'm saying. But in your community, are there conversations about the deepened piece of spirituality? Is that something that you talk about, or is it more on the scientific level of, phys- as, of physics, or is it in the, both?
2: Absolutely. Um, well, let me tell a story of synchronicity to, to ground it in um, actual experience. And then I'll talk about how in my community, we try to merge these conversations. Um, last fall, I was traveling with my family, my wife and my daughter up in Oregon on the Oregon coast, because we were going to a wedding of my, a uh, friend of ours. And we're driving along this beautiful stretch of highway and we see lights in the back of our rear view mirror and it's the cops. The police are pulling us over. So we get a speeding ticket. And you know, most people think of that as a negative or bad thing. Um, but if you're looking at it as part of this journey that you're in the middle of, um, there's more of a question like, okay, yeah, that, I, I'm going to drop the categorical judgment and just look at how does this fit into my day how does this fit into a bigger picture and you know luckily we we just got a ticket and it was it was all okay we were safe and um i'm grateful for that and 10 minutes later we had to stop to use the restroom and we couldn't find a restroom so we just pull off the side of the road and we're driving along the side road and it just there's nothing there it's just houses and houses and houses and nature and houses and finally we just say you know what pull over at the next pull over just whatever it is just take it we got a take a minute and so we pull over we get out of the car we go pee really quickly and then we realize there's the, the largest blackberry patch of ripe blackberries that i've ever experienced right there and we pulled over right there so we get out of the car and we, we find jugs in our car and we pick four big jugs of blackberries <laughs> and you know for me this is like this is what the deepest aspect of life is about you know it's not about solving the problem and you know what? What I we had a conversation just last night that I helped to organize on climate change and how synchronicity can help contribute to healing our relationship to the planet. But it, it's nothing bigger than that moment where you realize that there's blackberries all around you, and you feel the overwhelming joy and connection to, to nature and into your life, feeling surrounded by blessings. And we were also surrounded by difficulties, right? That we got a ticket, but we were surrounded by the the whole thing was is beautiful and is part of life. So instead of rejecting part and accepting part, it's like seeing how it all fits together in this big narrative. And we got to our place that night where we were staying, and we baked two big blackberry pies. <laughs> so I mean, the joy just extended on, with vanilla ice cream. I'll say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and, I love this. Yeah. And so I, love I, br- that. I
2: brought together um, two other folks, to uh, an environmentalist and an intuitive healer, and we we talked about um, how to not only work. For, for addressing climate change practically, but how the practical sort of follows from our framework, how we think about our lives and how we think about the world and how we're, if we're able to dream and if we're able to embrace positive feelings of joy about what's possible and, and create from there versus creating from the place of wounding or hurt or isolation that we might personally feel or collectively feel. And so synchronicity is just this incredible Um, human technology of how we influence and how the world responds to our state of mind and and our state of consciousness and our our thoughts and our feelings and so we do need to gain control of our own inner state so that the outside starts to reflect a better more beautiful inner state and the synchronicities are those moments that show up both the the speeding ticket and the blackberries you know it's all of that showing up together to lead us on a journey and and when we get better at seeing synchronicity in our in our lives i think we can start to make better different choices about how we consume how we organize politics all these really important questions how we address systemic racism it's all part of uh, something that can be healed through paying closer attention to how we relate to the synchronicities in our lives
1: i love this conversation you said gaining control of our inner state Through yoga, I'm a kundalini yogi, Mm -hmm. you're a yogi as well. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. It's about balancing our chakras, our inner energy and creating a peaceful flow with inside of our vessel so that way we can radiate throughout our reality, attracting positive situations. That's how I see it. How do you go about gaining control of your inner state?
2: Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, all the all the great teachings of yoga, from say Satchidananda or any of the other great teachers, all apply. Uh, I've I've been really into Buddhism and Taoism, just understanding the that wisdom, um, Jalaluddin Rumi, and uh, mystic Christianity. All these traditions come together in beautiful ways. Native traditions, um, indigenous traditions. In fact, the indigenous population of uh, aboriginals in Australia have a notion of time that's very similar to the one that I described earlier that I came to from physics. So here we are in physics discovering something that's already been known for millennia by other people that are not studying physics, but they're doing it in their own way. So we're just rediscovering these principles and hopefully framing them in a way that's accessible in new ways to more people or to different groups of people. So with that said, um, you know, I would say psychotherapy is also a huge tool. We have all these tools right now. I got really into mihai Csikszentmihalyi's concept of flow, the flow experience being when you're aligned in your capacity to accomplish something and the challenge level that it presents to you, then you're able to, to make progress on it and do something new, but also be successful at it. Um, I would say my, my key principle, if I was to boil it down for me, what's most important is this macrocosm within the microcosm every single thing that happens in my life has now become part of a narrative for me of flow. So instead of evaluating it and saying, is this flow or not? I I look at it, look at myself and say, how am I relating to this flow? How am I relating to this as synchronicity? How does this reflect my own inner state? If everything is reflecting my inner state, then I have a lot of chances to adjust my inner state and then, my attitude and my mood becomes a really important thing to pay attention to. And it has this huge impact on the quality of my life. But if everything is a synchronicity, then I notice, you know, when I get stuck in traffic or when I'm at the grocery store and I'm um, anxious about getting out of there quickly or all of that is just more chances to align and heal whatever's on the inside that is in resistance.
1: So well said, so perfectly said, (laughs) I know there are listeners out there who vibrate with the frequency that we're sharing. There are also listeners out there who can't even begin to comprehend understanding how to just be peaceful with missing, you know, their child's music recital Mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, being stuck in traffic. That doesn't sound fun to them. Before we go to break, what kind of tips do you have for those people? I mean, mine's always breathwork, meditation, practice, you know, cause there's a lot there, but what would your quick tip be?
2: Well, uh, one of the exercises I do in like the workshop that I lead quarterly called wholeness, synchronicity and flow is identifying, you know, when you talk about wholeness, what you're also pointing to is this idea of filters and filters are something you see. Your glasses are a filter, your contact lenses, Um, On Instagram or Snapchat, you have these filters which blur the photograph. On Zoom, you have this thing that blurs the whole background. That's just a filter. And what it does is it it applies uh, an algorithm to the whole thing, to the whole picture at once. And so we have filters as well. Our thoughts, our feelings, and our body sensations all serve as interfaces which change the incoming information to match what we know already, what we believe to be true. So we go through an exercise that helps you identify when I'm missing my daughter's play rehearsal or you know performance and I feel really bad or angry about that or embarrassed. I notice what are the thoughts I'm having? Have I had these thoughts before? Has this experience happened before? Probably. It's probably not the first time I've ever been embarrassed by missing something. So what are the thoughts? I can't believe this is happening again. I'm such a bad person. Um, what are the feelings? I feel maybe some shame, some embarrassment, some anger. Um, And what are the body sensations? How do I notice this is happening in my body? What am I, do I feel tightness in my chest or tension in my throat or like shaky hands? And when you, you see all that together as this indicator of a filter, then you can name it. And naming it is really powerful because when you name it in a simple phrase, like I missed it again, could be a filter, right? I missed it again. It carries all the weight of that for us. And then you can begin to work with it a little differently and change the name of the filter change the way that you perceive those moments when you are triggered to recognize that you're having a whole experience, which is layered on top of reality. That is not the objective reality, but it's the one that you're creating from your perception of it.
1: Love it. This is such a juicy conversation. (laughs) I do appreciate you. And I'm very excited once we come back from break to go into your workshops, because I didn't know anything about that. I should have known. I'm excited about that. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to get into your book, which is a spiritual and scientific minded exploration of how to shift our awareness and see wholeness that heals and connects us. That sounds like my jam. It's called The Leap of Wholeness. So I'm excited to dive right into that. And before we started recording, You said that maybe there was a special audio gift you were going to give all of us.
2: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) So it happens to be that time in our podcast where we're going to give a short shout out to a local aligned business that I love so very much. And I think that you will too. We will be right back.
3: Ever dream of becoming a cannabis therapy consultant or learning more on how cannabis heals for a deeper understanding of your own body and mind connection using sacred medicine? Take time to dive into classes anytime, anywhere with a new online program. For more information, connect on drpepperhernandez.com. This is a 10 month program, one class a month. The Cannabis Holistic Institute provides the most potent teachers Humboldt County has to offer. Students have access to Google Classrooms for downloadable handouts, charts, PowerPoint presentations, and more. Also a live streaming on Facebook, bonus pop-up classes, gifted info, and edited videos available on YouTube. Classes from History of Cannabis, The Biology of Cannabis, Specific Strains and Effects, Cannabis Healing Properties, Juicing, Edibles, and Tinctures, Cultivation and Production, Cannabis Medicine Making, Women in Cannabis Conference, Legalities and Legislations, the Cannabis Business, and more.
1: Hi everyone and welcome back. I want to reintroduce you to our guest, Sky Nelson Isaacs. He has a special treat for us.
2: This is a song I wrote for my daughter before she was born, just before she came out. I, I am you.
0: All you feel, I feel too. You are the person that I dreamed about. Everything you do is amazing. Everything you do is real. You show me. You. Show me you show me perfection perfection you haven't mastered books, poetry or prose. But you are a spirit the world can live without Every single soul is amazing. Every single soul is real. You show me. You show me. You show me perfection, perfection perfect as a rosebud that's got a few leaves missing and a few days have passed since it first bled perfect like a memory with a few details missing but it all came around in the end you show me Show me, you show me perfection, perfection, perfection.
2: perfection and that's it's not what you think it is is it it's not the symmetric perfect sunrise or face or life it's it's all the flaws and all the ups and downs that come along for the journey
1: thank you so much it was very emotional i appreciate you so loving so kind so good Thank you for sharing that with us. And You're welcome. Yeah, what a special treat. I didn't know we were in store for that today. So thank you. <laughs> so let's jump right into your type of um, personal habits and rituals that you do for yourself to stay in alignment, to stay in the flow, to stay positive. Um, and it sounds like, you know, your, your daughter has a great father figure and, and your partner is um, also bonusing from you staying in alignment, right? When we're in alignment, we vibrate outside of us. That's the way I believe because we are all just vibrations and frequencies. So what is it that you do on a daily?
2: You know, uh, I have gone through periods of my life where I meditate a lot or, you know, a lot, maybe half an hour, hour a day. Um, To me, when people say a lot and they say, I meditate, you know, five hours a day, I think that's superhuman. So for me now, when I meditate, it's 10 minutes once a day, but that's because I did a period of time where I was really devoted and and sort of set a baseline for myself of self-awareness. So I know what I'm, what I'm feeling. I know as soon as I start to get anxious or upset with with people, I can tell what I need more quickly than I used to. So from that, you know, basic awareness, I know when I need to get exercise. So for instance, I do a walk or some kind of maybe exercise. If I if I run, it's five minutes. I do five minutes of running a day. But it gets my heart rate up and it gets the stress out of my body. So I know that I and I really honestly, I don't do it for my body. I do it for my mood. Do it for my for the people in my life who need me to to be present for them (laughs) because it, it opens up my chest. That's the physical effect. Like my my heart area gets tense and tight. And when I'm feeling that way, it's hard for me to be present and objective with people. So, um, the exercise really helps just a little bit of exercise changes that when I take a walk, it's like middle of the day, I try to get outside for half an hour, walk around the neighborhood, which for me is pretty steep. So it gets my heart moving. So uh, for me, it's all in service of a greater spiritual sense of my life. I'm not doing exercise because it's good. Like there's a judgment about it or I'm supposed to, I'm doing it because it has an impact on my goals <laughs> which are to show up here with you and be um, really present and the most compelling powerful person that i can be of myself and so getting a little bit of exercise doing some meditation or some yoga i do yoga just a tiny bit every night before i go to bed like literally two minutes of you know, an, an asana a downward dog uh, sun Sun salutations. Salutations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've I've done that for 20 years off and on, you know, so, but that consistency has really benefited me. And, uh, my, my suggestion for folks is just, it's so little, but it's every day. And that's what for me has made a really big difference. And I use it because it actually has an impact on how I show up in the world. And if I do more, I would probably have a better impact, but, uh, the sort of the return is less. So I need to do at least a minimum amount of these basic things, just like eating for me. It used to be that I would eat on purpose to to feel good about myself emotionally, like I'm gonna eat the right stuff. I'm gonna stay away from this. I'm gonna eat a lot of that. Now I eat, I I actually, I I need a lot of calories because that's just the type of body I have. Um, But I, and I eat again to serve the higher purpose of what I'm trying to accomplish, making sure I have enough energy to do the things I need to do, making sure I, I feel joy about, what I'm doing. And if eating something comfort food like is going to help me do that, I'm going to do that. And I spent some time in my, in my earlier years, really going through m- mental gymnastics around, you know, what I'm going to eat and is it the right thing and all that. And, and I've, I think I've matured to a point where I've, I've let go of some of that gymnastics because I've got more self-esteem around it. And so now I can navigate between the different things that I eat and the different times when I eat and, and how I feel about myself. Fluidly, without it being a bigger story about, you know, am I a good person or am I disciplined or all those things that it, maybe it used to be. So I think all of these things are in service to something bigger, which is for me, um, having a message of optimism and a, a worldview of hope uh, of awe. That's what my worldview is. It's a one of awe, and I from that I get hope. From that I get optimism. But it's it's really just about awe in terms of understanding the nature of the cosmos that we're in. At a level that I didn't understand before, which opens me up, makes me more available to appreciating beauty and life, even when it's mixed with hard stuff.
1: All of those things are so wonderful. Those are (laughs) good tips. And I like the fact that, you know, a lot of people, when they think about self care rituals, especially this radical self care thought, or idea that most people are gravitating towards in the last, you know, five years or so, they think we have to do so much. And so what I hear you saying is being consistent and doing what your body's asking for. And sometimes that is 10 minutes of meditation. Sometimes that is, you know, a few minutes of sun salutations or what have it, but you've kind of designed your body to a place where you recognize what it's needing. And I like you, Um, used to five or six years ago I was doing two hours a day of kundalini yoga meditation every single day but it's what I needed at that time to get my mind my crown my third eye my energy my chakras in alignment with what my goal was and now I can do you know, 10 minutes, most of the time I'm doing like 30 or 40 minutes and I'll fall asleep to something as well. So I count that. Um, but I, I love mm-hmm. that you're saying that because I think the listeners can then say, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm on it. You know, I'm doing my self care. Yeah, self-care. yeah so-
2: I do think so. And, um, you know, sleep is another one that I've really experimented with. And I would say, I don't really think about self-care that much. I think about how do I optimize my productivity because <laughs> I'm really into doing stuff. I want to write, I want to study, I want to research. I want to speak to people and teach them things. I want to learn. Oh, there's so much I want to do. I want to be a parent. I want to be a husband. I want to hang out with my family. It's like, um, so I, I make sure that I'm aware of what I need in terms of sleep. Sometimes I'll get less, a lot less. Sometimes I'll get more because I, just, I, need, to, I need to reestablish balance. And so I, I'd say it's about the relationship between my heart, my mind, and my body my soul.
1: I love that. Well, let's jump into and talk about the workshops and Mm -hmm. the book and uh, tell us a little bit about that. First off, let's go with the workshop and and where we can find information to connect with you on that. And what are the workshops about?
2: Well, that's um, wholeness, synchronicity, and flow are, you know, I, I sort of condensed the whole topic, the whole cat, the whole table of contents into the title (laughs) to make it really clear. So my research starts with wholeness, studying the wholeness of how a hologram reflects a bigger truth about the cosmos, um, how we can see the part inside of each, or the whole inside of each part. And I go through some introductory um, concepts around space and time, around light, because light is really this um, essential physical thing that demonstrates wholeness. We look at how uh, image of something, which like I use the image of a city, city landscape. And that city landscape represents the real world. It's like your your life in just three-dimensional world. And what we do in photography is we create a filter which modifies that landscape, modifies the picture. And it does so not piece by piece, not pixel by pixel, but all at once. And the way it does that by creating a blur, for instance, a blur effect, or you can highlight all the edges in a photograph all at once by a special code in what's called the frequencies, the frequency domain. And so the way we do that is by creating the world, not from pixels, everybody's familiar with pixels because like your computer screen has a bunch of pixels on it, right? Every pixel has a position, a place in space and a place in time and a color, right? So you're, you're, my face on the screen looks the way it looks because there's pixels showing that face in particular places. But instead you create you can create the same information, the same image from patterns, and patterns are not pixels. Patterns are stripes and, and shapes that extend over all of space. And um, they are whole, they, they take up the whole space. And um, in doing so, they are non local, they're not located at a particular position. And so we, we talk about how this is representative of a greater um, understanding of the wholeness of space and time. And then we go into how those filters show up in our lives, How we show, how we can take our thoughts, our feelings, and our emotions, and our body sensations to filter out uh, certain information. And uh, that's how we see the world is through these filters. And when we can peel back those filters, then we can begin to see the world a little more objectively as it really is. So somebody talking to us is not just actually saying what we think they're saying. They're not criticizing us, maybe. They're actually just saying what they need to say to us, but it's not intended as a criticism, but we hear it as a criticism. And so we work with How do we hear things that are not actually the way that they're intended? Peel back that filter so that you can have a little more space to interpret the world a little more neutrally.
1: I really like this concept of the neutral experience. That's wonderful. So how can people find those workshops or access to those workshops?
2: Well, I have two websites I'll give you. The first is my organization, the Synchronicity Institute, synchronicityinstitute.com. And on that website, we have a a page called events, which lists what's currently going on. So I lead the the wholeness, synchronicity, and flow workshop typically on a quarterly basis. It's an ongoing thing and it's new every time. So you can, it's sort of the introduction to my work and it's a three-hour workshop. And we go really in depth into these concepts and practical exercises you can take to experience more alignment, more flow in areas of your life where you might feel challenged most of the time. And um, everyone, by the way, everyone experiences flow in their life somewhere. And so it's to experience more flow in your life. Generally, you got to identify where you experience flow sometimes or, or most of the time, like I'm a great parent, but in my business, I really struggle. So I can take, I can identify what works for me about parenting, where I'm in flow naturally and apply those same qualities to my business. And then I start to experience that flow in my business as well. So this is one of the exercises we do to show you what flow looks like in your own life. And uh, so you can go to synchronicityinstitute.com events. And I also have a, a webinar that I've created. Um, and every, every webinar you know, that I do is always at thephysicsofwholeness.com.
1: Well, I will join you there because I would love to attend one of those. Uh, with the time we have left, let's talk about your book. Ultimately, seeing the cosmos as a whole seems to me as a fundamental shift in human awareness. It is a step into personal wholeness, as we discover how the filters we use obscure our hidden qualities is your statement. (laughs) Tell me about your book.
2: (laughs) Well, my second, my first book was living in flow. And I talked about how when you pay attention to synchronicity, you can experience more flow in leap to wholeness. I wanted to really present the science that it was interesting to me that I was doing. And I published a paper, like I said, called space time pads as a whole, which supports the book and says you know, this is why i'm suggesting that wholeness is a real thing in the cosmos that we need to pay attention to it's it's like we can look at the world in terms of its parts and that's not false but we can also look at it in terms of this wholism and it gives us different information gives us a different view if we look at things in terms of their parts then we're looking at how do we divide everything up what's my property versus what's your property how do i solve a problem by imposing my way of looking at things onto you or my suggestions onto you if we back away from that worldview, when we look from wholeness, we start to see that instead of creating solutions, we're discovering solutions. We're carving away from the, the problem to reveal the solutions already there within it. So a rainbow is a good example that I use in the beginning of the book of Leap to Wholeness. A rainbow is light traveling from the sun across your shoulder, hitting the clouds or the rain, and bouncing to your eyes. And you see red, orange, yellow, blue, and all, it's all spread out space but when you see red in the rainbow you're actually seeing white light minus the blue and the and the green you know you're seeing what was white light that has now been revealed to contain red and in the same way when we're facing a problem in our lives um often we can see that oh this the, the way there's a better way of being that I could, I could embrace to solve this problem what i need to do is remove some of the filters remove some of the assumptions i'm making about problem. Oh, I'm not good enough to solve this problem. So maybe that's getting in the way. Maybe I'm saying things that are minimizing my own role in the problem or maybe I'm not able to see clearly how I've contributed or or maybe I'm I'm hearing a suggestion from someone and saying no that's a bad idea. All of these things are ways that we could we could remove those behaviors and suddenly find that the problem starts to resolve itself. So when we start from wholeness, we're not trying to create solutions from our brain. We're actually looking at the problem as it already exists and what do we need to remove that will allow it to uh, unnaturally in flow, come to a solution.
1: Fabulous. I cannot wait to read both of them. (laughs) Tell us again what your two titles are and where we can find them.
2: The first book is Living in Flow, The Science of Synchronicity and How Your Choices Shape Your World. And the second book is Leap to Wholeness, How the World is Programmed to Help Us Heal, Grow and Adapt. And one of the things in that second book is you know, how the world is like a hologram, like literally. And this idea of the, our world as a simulation or virtual reality really has some value to it. And it's a, it's a virtual reality or a simulation that's allowing us to heal and grow because every experience we have is reflecting a deeper inner meaning, a story of, that we need to heal from. And so then every situation is, becomes a, uh, a response from the cosmos to our own choices that is actually helping us grow. Every situation is a synchronicity, and so you can find uh, both of those books in your bookstores. If it doesn't, if it's not carried in your local bookstore, just ask; they can order it. And uh, but it has been in the bookstores for a couple of years, and you can go to North Atlantic Books or Amazon.com or um, any of the other online portals. It's they're they're both widely available. If you want to find my website on it, go to LeapToWholenessBook.com.
1: Wonderful. I was going to ask how we as a community can support you do you have any other places where we can support you or how we can do that
2: well i get the most value from being able to share and um, educate folks and help and learn from you also you know how this work can change the world so uh, if you want to join the the workshops that's a way that we can connect more and i i always gain from those relationships Um, If you want to find out more about my music, you can go to skynelson.com, and um, I hope that we can just support each other on this journey, because I think that we can use synchronicity to experience more flow and more fulfillment in life, do the things that we're called to do uh, more frequently, and that's how we begin to shift the dynamics around polarization, around climate change, around social justice or injustice, around um, inequality and income, and um, around the world, economic income, and so all of this is just, it, it's its waiting for us to evolve to a new level of understanding and, and awe and wonder in our lives.
1: Thank you so much, Skye. I appreciate you for being on today and taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Uh, it's my, my joy and pleasure, and thanks for having this forum.
1: Absolutely. You've encouraged us to get one step closer to our highest self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional (laughs) bodies to the audience. Thank you also for tuning in. I'm your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Thank you for listening. And let's make this your very best life ever.